Hello and welcome to the Good Old Days of Radio Show. This is John Tefteller, your host. We're here every Tuesday and Thursday, and whenever you want us, you can download these shows whenever you want. You don't have to download it on Tuesday or Thursday. You can download it in the middle of the night on Monday if you want to, whenever you want to. That's the beauty of podcasts versus live radio. But anyway, it's the good old days of radio show. We are coming somewhat near the end of our series with our special guest, Keith Scott, the man of a thousand voices from the land down under in Australia, and a huge, huge fan of old-time radio, old-time cartoons, and he's figured out how to connect them together and uh, did a book on it, and uh, just just a great, a great guy to spend some time with getting into the weeds of <laughs> trivia regarding old-time uh, radio actors and cartoons tune actors and how that all worked together so welcome back to the good old days of radio show keith scott thank you john and uh, yeah it's all about those connections between the two industries which were sitting cheek by jowl with each other all throughout the the late 30s and throughout the 1940s and 50s uh there in hollywood and uh this particular one that we've we've got coming up uh, this week is the uh, the great comedy series the phil harris alice Fay show and while a lot of, you know, the old-time radio comedy series are, are remembered either uh, well by collectors or kind of foggily by people going back in the mists of time, a lot of those comedy shows, such as Fibber McGee and Molly, which we had on the last episode and all that, uh, seem very much of their time, even though a lot of the jokes still work. The Phil Harris Alice Faye show actually works today because uh, a lot of the humor is based on um, sarcasm and uh, and uh, and very fast moving uh, repartee which kind of matches the uh, quicker pace of today's uh, listening audience who are, who are you just people who are just used to a faster pace yeah you could and, you uh, could take any episode any of the good episodes of Phil Harris Alice Faye uh, take the script, mm -hmm. turn it into a television show, and I think it would be one of the top-rated television shows immediately. It, it's it's yes. just got all that snap and pizzazz and energy that a modern audience could relate to. Oh, yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, um, Phil Harris spent so, such a long time on the Jack Benny program as the uh, as the band leader and and a great comedy stooge with this this character of this brash musician with a gigantic ego who kept being deflated every week uh, and brought back down to earth with a thud. And then when he spun off into his own show with his famous movie star wife, Alice Faye, who was a vocalist uh, in 20th Century Fox films, uh, it just became this... Uh, they had two great writers, Ray Singer and Dick Chevalier, and uh, they, they just created this world where uh, Phil Harris and would not only um, have his ego deflated, but uh, as John Dunning said in his book, uh, Tune In Yesterday, the earliest volume of that uh, great reference book, he would run into just the most incredible cast of wise guys and smart alecks uh, each week as if it was happening to him in real life. And, uh, you know, it never it kept, uh, kept being deflated by all of these people because he was asking for it every time he opened his big mouth. <laughs> well, I have to... Um take a quick pause here because you just mentioned a name that I need to speak about for a minute. Um, John Dunning was the author mm -hmm. of many books uh, related to old-time radio and a bunch of other things. He had a bunch of other interests as well. And right. the news just came out this morning that John Dunning passed away in Denver, 
Colorado. Um, I'm sorry to hear In the that. last 24 hours or so. I know that by the time this podcast is actually available, that'll be a few weeks uh, after this announcement. But uh, everybody who collected and collects old-time radio shows owes a great deal of gratitude to Mr. John Dunning for those great books because they provided um, a roadmap uh, to what to look for and what what was what was available from the good old days of radio, and it's it's sad right. to see that he has passed on. But I wanted to take a minute in case you didn't know that, Keith. No, um, I, I I didn't. Uh, I know he'd been un- unwell for several years. Um, yeah, it came across my my computer this morning that he had passed away either yesterday or the day before. Right. Yeah, I I remember when he revised his book and and it became on the air, an even bigger volume uh, in 1998. And uh, I uh, was just landing in the US with the copy of that book so that I could read it in the hotel while I was in California. And uh, I I ended up uh, admiring it so much that I I phoned him in Denver and we ended up having like a two hour phone call. And such a such a nice guy, and such a huge uh, influence on the collectors. In fact, he dedicated the first volume of it to Skip Craig, who is the collector who I was mentioning yes, on did. one of your shows that that worked at Jay Ward Productions, where they did Rocky and Bullwinkle. And, and Skip Craig was one of the great early collectors of old time radio. So again, all these connections, you know, it's yeah. just amazing. And John Dunning also had a multi hour old time radio program that aired in Denver yes, for KNUS years. In Denver, that's right. Yeah, yes. years and years. He was the voice of old-time radio in the Denver area. And any of our podcast listeners who um, grew up or lived in Denver or live in Denver certainly know the vast influence he had there. He also had, I think, a bookstore there where he sold rare vo- volumes of books. He was a big book collector yes. and all that. So yes, anyway, just right. rest in peace, John Dunning. We had to take a, I had yes. to take a minute to, to say that. And, and- uh, and he did. He also managed to interview many of the people who uh, you knew at Spurdback uh, meetings and so on. And so there's all these extra interviews with people like uh, John Daner and Harry Bartell, who you knew, and uh, Paul Fries. He did a great interview with him. And just, uh, oh, he just did a wonderful series of, of great uh, on-air interviews by telephone. Well, I hope that his collection, which I guess is in the hands of his wife or, or family, I don't know, um, but I hope that his collection is preserved and not thrown yeah. in the garbage or, or sold at oh, some no. estate sale for pennies, but actually finds a good home in some historical archive somewhere uh, where it's accessible, please, accessible to the rest of us to be yeah. able to, to hear at some point. All right. Sorry about the dig- digression there, but I had meant to do this uh, today and I had forgotten about it. So when you threw that name out, I went, oh, I have to stop him. Right. We have to talk about John Dunning for a minute. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So back to Phil Harris, Alice Faye. What is the air date on this particular one? Now, this, this one is from the 21st of May in 1950. Okay. Is there anything you want to prep the, the listeners about before we do it or just go right into it? Because I don't no, know that I've heard typical, this one. <laughs> yeah, you you have heard it. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, it's a very it's a funny one, and and uh, it's just a typical episode um, about Phil having to renew his driver's license. Okay. And, uh, in fact, I think both of them have to, uh, Phil and Alice. But uh, uh, it's just filled with all these great cartoon people and some of the voices you'll probably recognize. All right. Phil Harris and Alice Faye show, May 21st, 1950, renewing their driver's licenses. Here we go. 
Good health to all from Rexall. It's the Phil Harris Alice Fay Show, presented transcribed by the makers of Rexall drug products and 10,000 independent Rexall family druggists. Good evening. This is your Rexall family druggist, welcoming you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have added the word Rexall to our own store names. You know us by the orange and blue Rexall sign on our windows. And that sign means that we carry the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. Each one scientifically compounded to do a job for you. For example, there's Rexall's famous mouthwash, MI-31. MI-31 is a special antiseptic formula that kills contacted germs almost instantly when used full strength, yet never harms delicate membranes of the mouth and throat. Quality like that of Rexall MI-31 is what we family druggists are talking about when we tell you you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Anne Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. A few weeks ago, Alice bought a new car. She's been driving with a learner's permit, but today she's going down to take the test for her driver's license. She's a little nervous, so she's asked Phil and Frankie to drive down with her. Now be careful, Phil. You're going a little too fast. Alice. And put your hand out when you make a turn. Alice. Watch what you're doing. You went through a red light. Alice. What? You're driving. <laughs> I'm so nervous about taking my test, I forgot. I've never seen such lousy driving. <laughs> Alice, you mind if I get out of this death trap? Don't be sarcastic. I happen to be a very good driver. I was the best one in the driving school, and the teacher said my driving was All right, was all right. You're a good driver. Now get off the sidewalk and back on the road. <laughs> Frankie, if you don't like what I'm doing, you can get out and walk. Why should I? You didn't get fresh with me. <laughs> if you were to try to kiss me, I'd be forced to defend my honor and leave. All right, Remley, all right. You can stop already. Look, Alice, here's the Motor Vehicle Bureau. There's a parking space right there in back of that cop's motorcycle. That's it. Now slow down. That's fine. Now back in. Oh, I don't want to back in. It seems like such a sneaky way to do it. <laughs> room to go in forward. Honey, I don't think you can make it Please, if you... Please, Phil, I know what I'm doing. I can get into that space with my eyes closed. What's this? <laughs> you can open your eyes, dear. You're in. Uh-oh. The cop's motorcycle was knocked over. Did I do that? No, dear, it's just a nervous motorcycle. <laughs> you see, when you raced your engine, the motorcycle got flustered, jumped up in the air, and fell over in a dead faint. Uh, you know those high-strung Harley Davidsons? <laughs> hey, Alice, quick, you better back up before somebody sees us. Now hurry up, okay. back up. 
Alice, there's a car in back of you! She found it. <laughs> well, dear, you're batting a thousand. You got one going forward, you got one going backwards. Do you want to stop now, or would you care to try one sideways? <laughs> I think if you put a little English on it, you can hit that truck across the street. Oh, that's your fault. You fellas get me all upset. Anyway, this time I didn't hit a cop's motorcycle. What did she hit, Frankie? I don't know. Must be a company car. There's a sign on it. What does it say? Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> Oh, it's only a squad car It's just a squad car <laughs> Hey, Alice, quick Slide over Let me get at that wheel Slide over oh. Hold it there Uh-oh, here comes Felix Flatfoot A policeman? Yeah, Lester Lockstep in person Now, Alice, you be quiet And let Frankie and me handle this We'll get you off the hook We'll kid him out of it <laughs> Cops have a wonderful sense of humor Well Nice driving, buddy Oh, it was nothing Glad you liked it <laughs> I didn't like it Who cares? I don't believe anybody asked for your opinion <laughs> Wait a minute You don't seem to realize who I am I'm wearing a uniform Well, bully for you <laughs> Now run along and deliver your telegrams And leave us alone <laughs> Western Union boy certainly Frankie a hmm? He's not a Western Union boy Well, thank you I'm glad somebody recognized me Well, you'll have to forgive my friend He's not familiar with the Cub Scout uniform Some <laughs> <laughs> of the wise guys, huh? I'm gonna throw the book at you Fellas, this one doesn't have a sense of humor I think we got a straight man Alice, please I told you that we'll handle this Well, if you're not a Cub Scout Or a Western Union messenger Just what is your racket? Who are you? Who am I? I'll break it to you easy. You see this badge? What does it say on it? L-A-P-D. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Lapid. <laughs> Lapid? Yeah, that's short for Lapidus. It's, uh... <laughs> My name ain't Lapidus, it's Cassidy. Cassidy? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize you without your horse, Hoppy. <laughs> hey, Frankie, this is Hopalong Cassidy. I'm not impressed I'm a Roy Rogers man <laughs> If you two comics are through You can come with me Come on Now wait a minute, officer Don't blame them It's a natural mistake You do look a lot like Hopalong Cassidy I don't care if I... If I... I do? Yes Only you're even better looking <laughs> In fact... In fact, you're one of the handsomest men I've ever seen. <laughs> well, it's nice you, you very... <laughs> you doing anything tonight, Blondie? <laughs> Wait a minute, officer. She happens to be my wife. Quiet, knothead. <laughs> I'm writing you out a ticket. Well, what's the charge? Reckless driver, and you knocked over my motorcycle. You got a driver's license? Yes, sir. What's your name? Phil Harris. Where do you live? Encino, where do you live? North Hollywood. What's your name? James Cassidy. Let me see your driver's license. Very well, I have... <laughs> I have a uniform. A likely story. But I tell you... Let what... me smell your breath. Honest, I have... Quiet, I'm writing you out a ticket. But please, sir, I didn't mean... <laughs> Wait a that's writing out a ticket. Now, let me see your driver's license. All right, all right. Here you are. Thought I didn't have one, huh? 
Well, I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I know all the rules and regulations. And you'll find my driver's license in perfect order. Yeah, except for one little detail. What's that? It expired three months ago. <laughs> it expired? Well, gee, officer, I didn't realize it. A likely story. You stay out of this. <laughs> Here's your ticket, Mr. Harris. You'll find quite a few charges on it. Now, you can't do this to me. I'm a celebrity. I'm Phil Harris, the radio star. Well, good for you. In that case, you can afford a bigger fine. Be in court in the morning. In the meantime, have your license renewed and don't try to drive until you do. So long. But, officer, I didn't do any... Why didn't you tell him that you were driving a car? Oh, but Phil, if he gave me a ticket, it would spoil my chance of getting my driver's license. Oh, honey, it was sweet of you to take the blame for me. Yeah, you wouldn't have got your license. I guess you're right. Well, after all, it'll only take me a few minutes to renew my license. Let's go in the Motor Vehicle Bureau and get it over with. Hey, Frankie, will you park the car? Yeah, okay, girl. Come on, Alice. Hey, honey, as soon as they recognize me in there, I'll get my license renewed eh, like that. Huh. Suppose they don't recognize you. Well, I'll make sure they do. I'll walk in singing like this. One, two. Well, look at them shuffling, shuffling down. Rambling, scrambling, they're heading for town. Hustling, bustling, buzzing around. Happily awaiting at the station. Well, look at the train, the number 709. Huffing and puffing and arriving on time. Who do you think's about to arrive? The band they call the Dixieland Five. They're gonna play that muskrat ramble tune. The way you never, ever heard it played. Get ready for the big parade. All together now, one and two. Come on and join the happy throng. Feel the beat of that rambling, scrambling muskrat song. Come on and ramble along. Shuffling, shuffling down. Look at the band parading all over town. Look at the happiness going around. Well, everybody's up and celebrating. Look at the drummer entertaining the gang. Clinging and clanging with the bing and the bang. Changing the town from dead to alive. The band they call the Dixieland Five. You're gonna hear them play old Dixieland. You better get your reservation planned in person for a one night stand. All together now, one. And two, come on to join the happy throng. Feel the beat of that shuffle and scuffle and muskrat song. And ramble along. Dixieland, you better get your reservation planned in person for a one-night stand. All together now, one and two, come on to join a happy throng. Feel the beat of that shuffle and scuffle and muskrat song. Come on and ramble along.
Hiya, Cassidy. What's on your mind? Hey, George, I want you to do me a favor. Sure. Some wise guy named Phil Harris is coming in to renew his driver's license. He thinks he's a big shot. So when he comes in, I want you and the boys to give him the works. Oh, we know how to handle that type. Hey, Jack, when this Harris guy comes in, I want you and Eddie to get in line and back of him and make believe you're applying for a license, too. Okay, George. <laughs> we'll take care of Harris. <laughs> Drive crazy, fellas. Here he comes. He's the one with the blonde gal. I better duck. All right, leave it to us, Cassidy. Eddie, you and Jack go out and get in line and back up, huh? Say, pardon me, bud, but uh, where do I renew my driver's license? Oh, right here. What's your name, sir? <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, sir, am Phil Harris. Phil Harris? Oh, wait till I tell the boys. Fellas, look who's here. Phil Harris! <laughs> See, Alice, it happens every time. <laughs> you people are kind of impressed at seeing me, aren't you, bud? Oh, yes. We haven't been so thrilled since Lassie came in for a dog license. <laughs> <laughs> now, what can I do for you? Well, I want to have my license renewed. Oh, very well. There'll be a few questions to answer. First, who are you sired by? <laughs> Why do I have to answer questions? All I want is a license. Here's my old one. Give me a new one. Oh, you optimist, you. It's not that simple. Before I can stamp your license, you'll have to take an eye test, a road sign test, a traffic law test, a driving test, a loyalty test, a blood test, and a screen test. <laughs> well, why do I have to go through all that? I've been driving for 20 years. We have to be very strict about who we issue licenses to. Do you mean that I have to go through all that, too? Oh, I didn't see you, miss. What did you want, Blondie? Well, well, I, I want a driver's license. You ever had a license before, dear? No. <laughs> no, I've just learned to drive. And you want a license, honey? Yes, sir. <laughs> Here you are, darling. <laughs> Take this over to window four. Oh, thank you. See you later, Phil. Now, wait a minute. Why do I have to go through all those tests and she gets her license stamped right away? She's prettier than you are. <laughs> Only because she's wearing makeup. <laughs> Look, I'm sick and tired of the red tape. All I want to do is renew my license and I don't need no written test or no eye test. Now, please, the tests are very important for the safety of the public. I got no time to argue. There are two men waiting in line in back of you. But look, mister, I want to come... step aside. Oh. Now, what can I do for you, sir? I, I want a driver's license. Very well. Step right up to the window. Uh, what window? <laughs> I don't... Uh, I, I don't see very well. Where is it? Right over here. All right. Don't help me. I'll manage to find it. Ah. This must be the window. Get your nose out of my face. <laughs> oh, pardon me. I mistook the lines in your face for the bars on the window. <laughs> now, uh, uh, now, let me see now. Uh, where is that window? This way. Uh, keep talking, keep talking. I'll come in on the sound of your voice. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> there we are. Now you want a driver's license? Yes. Well, I'll have to give you the eye test. How is your vision? Perfect. You passed. <laughs> Here's your license. Nice thorough examination. Thanks for the license. Uh, now, if you'll just aim me toward the door, I'll be on my way. <laughs> Good luck. 
Oh, and by the way, if you ever get a chance, drop in and get yourself a pair of glasses, will you? Well, I've been trying to for three years, but I can never find the optometrist's office. <laughs> well, I'll be seeing you. With what? <laughs> How come you gave him a license? Who? That baseball umpire that just left. <laughs> kind of an eye test was that? Now, we have to be strict. We can't have reckless drivers on the streets. <laughs> now, what is it you wanted again? I want to renew my driver's license. All I hey, want is for me, you bud, to take... I'm, I'm next. I want a driver's license. Oh, yes, sir. How long have you been driving? Two weeks. You got any... T <laughs> got any tickets for traffic violations? About 22. <laughs> you ever been jailed on a traffic charge? A six or seven times. You ever hit a pedestrian? Only when they get my way. <laughs> I like your attitude. Here's your license. Hold it! Now, why did you give him a license? Well, why shouldn't I? In two weeks, he got 22 tickets. He was in jail seven times, and he hits pedestrians when they get in his way. So he made one little mistake. <laughs> If a man is trying, he should be given another chance. After all, that's a democratic way you do it. Never mind him. Now, how about me? Oh, yes. What was it you wanted again? <laughs> I just want to renew my driver's license. Well, why didn't you say so? If that's all you want, it won't take any time at all. Well, what do you know? 12 o'clock in time for lunch. I'll be back in an hour. Come back here. <laughs> Open that window. All I want is my driver's license. I... <laughs> I can't well, Bill, I'm all ready to... I never did a joke. What are you laughing at? Oh, I just thought of a joke that was... Who's laughing? <laughs> they put me through all that red tape and the guy gave you your license just like that. Oh, that was no license he gave me. That was just an application. I'm doing fine, dear. I just passed my eye test. Oh, that was a tough one. <laughs> I passed my written test, too. And now I'm going out to take my driving test. I got a tip for you. What? If you can hit somebody, it'll help. <laughs> I never saw such a place. I'm having nothing but trouble, trouble. Oh, cheer up, honey. Don't be a grouch. Stay with the be people. Yeah? That sounds suspiciously like... It is. We've got to stay with the happy people Have your fun, live in the land of joy Stay with the happy people Face the sun, life is a Christmas toy down through the endless ages Tears have been contagious And take it from me that misery Is looking around for company So stay, stay, stay with the happy people Don't you wrinkle your brow It's strictly out of style Just stay with the people who love to wear a smile Smile, 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 won't you wear a smile Smile, smile, won't you wear a smile Smile, smile, won't you wear a smile If you want to stay with the happy people Have your fun, live in the land of joy 
want to stay with the happy people. Face the sun, life is a Christmas toy. Down through the endless ages, tears have been contagious. And you can take it from me that misery is looking around for company. So stay, stay, stay with the happy people. Don't you wrinkle your brow, it's strictly out of style. Just stay, stay, stay with the people. Love, love, love all the people who wear a How are we doing, Cassidy? Wonderful, George. <laughs> Wonderful. You guys really got that Harris character going. Hi, Officer Cassidy. Near the groceries your wife wants you to bring home. Oh, thanks, Julius. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> Some wise guy's trying to renew his driver's license. We're making it tough for him. I don't think that's a very nice thing to do. Who is the poor fellow you're doing this to? <laughs> Phil Harris. As I was saying, it's not a very nice thing to do, and how can I help louse up the big slob? <laughs> well, we're trying to think of some tough tests to give him. Have you got any suggestions? Yeah, let me give him the tests. I'll tell him I'm a new clerk you put on part-time. Okay. That's Harris banging on my window now. You better open it up, Julius. Okay, this is gonna be a pleasure. Well, it's about time you opened your window. What's on your mind, Mac? <laughs> well, sir, I want to renew my... No, 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 not you. Yeah, 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 it's me. <laughs> what are you doing behind there, you little squirt? I just started working part-time, and if you want a license, you'll have to deal with me. Look, Julius, if you think I'm going to let you Please, give me a... don't aggravate me. <laughs> a very nasty little clerk when I'm upset. <laughs> All right, let's get on with your test Now, wait a minute I'm not going to take any tests from you Because you won't give me a fair break Mr. Harris, I assure you My personal feelings will not bias my opinions Well, well, in that case, all right Just because I hate your guts Don't mean I won't give you a fair test <laughs> <laughs> Now, the first thing I got to do Is give you the eye test I tell you, I'm not going to the eye test? Oh, that's a cinch. <laughs> I know how to answer that one. Go ahead, ask me the question. How's your vision? Perfect, I pass. Give me my license. Stamp, 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 stamp. Give me that. <laughs> Not so fast. Gotta read the chart on the wall first. Cover your left eye and read the top line. Okay. A M L T. Now cover your right eye and read the second line. P R S. V. Now cover both eyes and read the third line. <laughs> if it's all right with you, can I feel the letters a little? I'll be lenient. I'll let you read it with one eye open. Oh, I'd hate to cheat like that. Go ahead, read the third line. Q, F, X, W, Z. Now pronounce it. <laughs>
Quavits. Quavals. Quamps. Why? You can't read English. Well, where will I ever come across a sign like that? It don't mean nothing. That's what you think. In Czechoslovakia, it means no you thing. <laughs> How do you like that? I've been driving for 20 years, and I didn't know that in Czechoslovakia, you're not allowed to make a quants. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to take any more of this from you. This is the most outrageous thing that I've ever okay, heard of. I'm not going to... It's okay. I'll take over now. I think we got about as far as we can with it. You're him. darn right you have, because I'm a citizen and I demand my rights. Very well. Very funny. Yeah. Now, what was it you wanted again? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I remember. You wanted to renew your driver's license. Now we're getting someplace. Well, just fill out this application and in no time at all, we'll have... Well, the five o'clock whistle. Time to go home. Good night, sir. Wait Open that window. Open the window, I say. You can't do this to me. I want oh, my life. I passed all the tests and got my driver's license. How did you do? I didn't get one. Come on, let's go home. I've been framed. They wouldn't give me my license. Well, one consolation. Now that you can't drive, you can't get any more tickets. Oh, there's the car across the street. Well, wait here and I'll get Frankie to drive it over. Oh, Phil! Phil, be careful crossing the street, you... Don't tell me how to cross the street. I've been crossing them for 35 years. Hey, Harris! Oh, it's you, Cassidy. I got something for you. My driver's license? No, a ticket for jaywalk. No! No! <laughs> Alice and Phil will be back in just a moment. But first, here's your Rexall family druggist. The other day I was telling a customer about one of Rexall's best-known products called Bismarex. Oh, you don't have to tell me about Bismarex. I already know what swell relief it is for acid indigestion. <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's exactly what this customer said. But wouldn't you still like to know why that's true? Well, yes, I guess I would. Well, the secret lies in the scientifically developed formula for Bismarex. You see, the active ingredients in Bismarex vary in the time it takes them to dissolve in the stomach. That way, the relief it gives is not only prompt, but continuous and prolonged. Excess acidity is often neutralized within one minute. Then the other ingredients, dissolving more slowly, ease up those acid gastric pains. And finally, Bismarex leaves a soothing protective covering on irritated stomach membranes. Well, no wonder Bismarex works so well. Well, ma'am, 10,000 family druggists don't wonder about it. You see, we know you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Good health to all from Rexall. Folks, this is Phil Harris again, and as you may know, at the present time, I'm crossing the country with a big two-hour stage show, including my chief stooge, Jackson Benny, then we have Rochester, gorgeous film star Vivian Blaine, my whole band, and many other wonderful extra acts, all in person. Tonight, we play Milwaukee. Tomorrow, Monday, we play Peoria. This Tuesday, we'll be in St. Louis. This Wednesday, Indianapolis. Thursday, Grand Rapids. Friday, in Detroit. Saturday, Toledo. And next Sunday, in Cleveland. 
It's a great show, and I hope you'll ask for your tickets early because they're going fast. Join us on the air again next Sunday. Thanks, and good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This program was produced and transcribed by Paul Phillips. Now, Rexall brings you ProCap, the adhesive tape that sticks better, stays put longer, and is less irritating than any adhesive plaster made. Yes, now, after years of research and testing in some of the country's most famous clinics and hospitals, ProCap is ready for use in your own home. The finest adhesive tape money can buy. That's ProCap, P-R-O hyphen C-A-P. Ask for it at the store with the orange and blue Rexall sign on the window. And remember, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexall. Next, Sam Spade, then Betty Hutton on Theater Guild on NBC. Next up, Sam Spade. Well, not here, but <laughs> maybe on a future <laughs> future show. Um, well, yeah, always always great to hear Phil Harris, Alice Faye, May 21st, 1950, the driver's license thing. Um, quite good, as always. Thank you, Keith, for selecting that one. Uh, tell us about some of the cast and crew there and how they're cartoon-related besides what you've already said. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it, that was a particularly uh, good episode for actors who did cartoons and radio at the same time. And, and uh, as the, uh, the stern uh, policeman Cassidy, we heard uh, Alan Reed, who, uh, of course, was famous you know, just a few years down the track as Fred Flintstone, the most... Uh, possibly the greatest match of a cartoon actor with a role that uh, in the history of uh, cartoons and uh, and then the um, the clerk who wanted to keep playing jokes on poor old Phil was uh, our friend Hans Conried who was another actor who specialized in the comedy programs because he just had such a great gift for doing uh, you know these uh, these crazy uh, dialects and accents and uh, uh, he was the one who kept saying, uh, Phil Harris. And uh, and then the great uh, little uh, whiny Brooklynese brat was Walter Tetley playing Julius Abruzio, the delivery boy, who was constantly sarcastic to Phil in, in these shows. I mean, he played a totally different role on The Great Gildersleeve as the young nephew, Leroy, far more well-behaved, even though he was a kind of a radio brat. But uh, nothing like the Julius character in the Phil Harris Alice Faye show. And he went on to become the voice of Sherman, the pet boy of genius dog Mr. Peabody in the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, Peabody's Improbable History. And Sherman and Mr. Peabody would go back in the Wayback Machine every week to some famous time in history and alter the course of history. And they were three great cartoon voices that you just heard on that episode of the Phil Harris Alice Faye show. Anything else on Phil Harris Alice Faye? No, I just think it's one of those uh, shows that uh, you will probably occasionally play on the uh, podcast because it is such a uh, a show that holds up with that sort of modern day sarcastic uh, comedy. Uh, oh, we but, will, uh, we will definitely. Um, I think every one of those exists. Um, I can turn around in my chair and see a box of uh, NBC master transcriptions of Phil Harris, Alice Faye, and I'm pretty sure I have the entire run, and I think there's a couple other sets of the entire run that are out there as well. Uh, I haven't transferred right. mine yet, but um, we'll get to it someday. Yes, they're, 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 uh, they really do hold up, and they're great comedies. 
Okay. Um, Producer Daniel informs me, or has informed me, that uh, this is the 200th episode of the Good Old Days of Radio Show. Now, I didn't know Ah, that. Little milestone. (laughs) I didn't know that. But hey, um, (laughs) glad to celebrate that and glad to celebrate that with you as my guest, Keith Scott. Thank you so much. Uh, Excellent. You, you picked a good a good week to be here, our 200th show. Uh, <laughs> okay, next week we have what? Now, next week we have one more episode of the CBS Radio Workshop, and again, this one features a lot of cartoon people, and uh, it stars the great satirist Stan Freeberg. It's an analysis of satire, okay. which is a totally different form of comedy than, than what we've been hearing in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm familiar with this one. It's a it's a great episode of uh, CBS Workshop, and of course, it does have Stan Freeberg on it and all that. So it will be fun, and we will do that next week. You'll be back with us for that, and then I think we have uh, one or two more after that. I'm not sure, but we're we're coming down. Uh, just, to- uh, this is the, that'll be the second last one, and then one more to go. Okay, so second to the last one next week, next Tuesday, Thursday we have weird uh, tales of. <laughs> creepy stuff on suspense or lights out or quiet please or something like that and next tuesday we have uh, stan freeberg and keith scott back keith the author of the book cartoon voices of the golden age 1930 to 1970 available from bear manor books or amazon if you have to and um you can you can get keith's book and you can see pictures of all these people that uh, you've heard their voices for years in cartoons and radio shows you can see what they actually looked like and he gives you all kinds of uh, trivia and links everything together in a fabulous fabulous way hours and hours and hours probably decades of research went into this book so it did <laughs> yeah well it did well you need to you need to Make sure you sell a lot of books because that's a lot of time, a lot of time. And it probably you wind up working for pennies, but hey, it's a labor of love. So that's what we do. Here. It is. It is. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Keith Scott. We'll be back next week. Thanks, this is John. This is John Tefteller and the 200th episode of the Good Old Days of Radio Show. Will we get to 300? I don't know. Hopefully. Will we get to 400? Mm-hmm. No about that one. Okay. 200th episode. See you all uh, later. Later.